social influence. It's not just for the Kardashians anymore. In fact, I have taught many forward-thinking B2B professionals how to build a personal brand and create a presence on social media that advances their careers, showcases their thought leadership, and creates a dynamic relationship that expands their networks. The results I've seen are more sales, bigger wins, collaborative opportunities with a bigger network, and really a more dynamic network. So for fun, I put together a great giveaway for some practical accoutrements to make your social influence life easy. And of course, you can always find great resources for step-by-step guidance and my thoughts on the mindset shift that real social influence requires at littlebirdmarketing.com forward resources. What's included, you ask? Well, first of all, I'm giving away one seat in our game-changing social influence course in 2024. That alone is a $3,000 value. I'm also giving away the book that I love called Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers by my friend, Tim Hughes. And my book, Collaboration is the New Competition. It offers practical advice about what it takes for collaborative opportunities that produce those bigger wins. Also, you'll get a Ponderings from the Perch branded podcasting microphone and some wireless headphones. All the kinds of things you need to start building your influence. Best of luck. Don't miss your chance to enter to win this ultimate social influence giveaway. Check out the show notes for the link to enter. Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney. CEO here and Mama Bird. And I'm with you as always. Today, I don't have a guest. I'm going to talk with you a little bit about something I hear all the time. I'm going to unapologetically talk about Little Bird Marketing. And yes, it's about us, but also it's about you. As a cultural anthropologist turned CEO of a digital marketing and lead generation agency, I know a thing or two about the curiosity needed to create content that people, prospects, consumers, clients, read humans (laughs) want, right? And we do specialize in serving the market research industry. And so today I'm going to talk about what are those signs of a great content agency that will work for the market research industry? So I'm out there and I hear a lot of horror stories about how companies have chosen a marketing team. And then After paying them and starting into this journey, they proceed to take about 18 months to continually explain what market research is and how this actual industry works. And it is a painful 18 months. In fact, just the other day, I was talking with a prospect and their chief complaint was, our agency just doesn't get us. There is a vernacular that needs to be understood around actual market research from Walda Quant and everything in between. And once upon a time, companies in this industry were one or another. And this is just not the way it is anymore. So this expertise of spending many years of serving the market research industry has served us well. But if you are thinking of vetting a marketing agency, here are four things I think you should consider, you should ask, you should talk about before making your final decision. I know you're busy. (laughs) I know that about your job. So I'm going to keep it brief. But if you're in market research in any way and need help with that revenue growth, that lead generation that's needed to get that done, 
and therefore the content that needs to be created in order to bring people through that journey, here's what you need to ask them. Number one, do they know the buyer? Really good marketing work starts with very detailed personas. We're very well known for this. Whether your ideal client persona is an end client or a researcher at another agency or a professional at a consulting firm, you have to know your buyer. And we mean really know them. Hone in on who is most ideal for your brand, who is going to buy. You should know the answers right off the top of your head to questions like, what challenges do they face? What is causing them endless frustration and delay? I ask my clients a lot of times for what it is their most ideal client says right after they say, oh, if I could only X, what is that? Because I know from writing great content that applying generic market research persona information does not yield results. The insights buyer is challenged to do more with less. They're anxious, they're time poor. We talk to them every day. We rub shoulders with them at industry events from their fears and frustrations all the way through to their dreams and aspirations. I'm always looking to have those conversations with them and understand what is really at the bottom of the angst, what is really keeping them from excelling at their jobs. Our team of experts use our system to uncover these key drivers and more psychographic information that moves well beyond demographics. The pressing issues for a project manager who buys sample is absolutely different from those of a global consumer insights leader. And both of them are in insights, but no message is going to resonate with both of them. Instead, you have to get granular and you have to know what's going on in their day to day. To add to that craziness, there's also a layer of complexity I talk about change makers. So you're not always writing content for the actual ideal client persona. You may need to write for someone who comes and finds your information and delivers it up the food chain for a final decision. This complexity often confuses people because they write for that ideal buyer, but the original audience is someone who is sourcing information for that buyer. So that nuanced understanding between the buyer and what I refer to as that change maker is sometimes difficult for companies to unravel and then apply into their marketing and therefore their marketing messages. Oftentimes, these people are sent out to source the answer, but they don't make that final decision. So getting your terminology right is really important. The second thing a really great marketing agency that works for market research needs to know is the environment. What is the soup you're swimming in? Whether you believe in the power of a plan or not, here's the truth. Word of mouth does not scale. Maybe word of mouth has worked for you in the past, but here's the thing. What actually will trigger that person to actually speak about you? You need to get somehow top of mind to get them to open their mouths. And secondly, when they do open their mouths for you, are you sure they have the right message? Have you loaded their lips with what truly is your unique value proposition? And then what happens when you can't be face-to-face -face with people and trigger that word of mouth? Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Are you looking for experts and tools to collect research data worldwide? 
Global sampling, field management, and data collection are just some of the services that Gazelle Global provides. Visit gazelleglobal.com to learn more about how our expertise can help you unearth quality data that drives meaningful insights. Get your research done anywhere around the world quickly and efficiently. Visit gazelleglobal.com today. Welcome to the current century. (laughs) People are not looking for one-pagers. We're not sending faxes out. And rank or position aside, when you want to know something, you go to the internet. I refer to this as Google thumb syndrome. (laughs) People get their thumbs out, get their phones out and start looking. And did you know that 95% of all Google searches are unbranded? So, for example, they're not typing in your company name. They probably don't know your company name or they're not thinking of you at the time, but they might be thinking qualitative research provider. (laughs) And my question to you, is your brand visible? (laughs) What if someone types in something more intuitive like, what does my customer want? Again, is your brand visible? Knowing the environment and the kinds of questions and the ways that people in market research would search for your services is incredibly important. That is such a tricky nuance that requires the science of SEO and keyword search and the beautiful art of writing truly great content. The third thing I want to talk about is that a great marketing agency for the market research client needs to understand the actual industry. So in my personal opinion, what I've seen from the outside looking in is that market research has a revolving door. And I think you know what I'm talking about. This is the move back and forth between insourcing and outsourcing insights. So on one side, the companies are like, insource all the insights. We want to do it ourselves. And on the other side, it's get everything out the door. We've got to outsource this work. There are just times when it makes sense, but during COVID and even after that, it's been very difficult in the market research world because so many seats were changed. It was like total musical chairs. And this wasn't just in the insights industry, but it was a dynamic that people need to be paying attention to because when you don't have the team developed as you hope to have it or everybody has changed seats and the company is trying to figure out who is doing what... This is a time for outsourcing. And when so many DIY tools and ResTech comes into play, many companies realize they can insource things and they may start to beef up their internal team. So it's important that your marketing agency understands the structures that they're selling to. Client-side researches versus agency teams. And then there's the growing sector of consultants in this industry and freelancers. You really have to know the ecosystem and how they all connect. Even within the ecosystem of qualitative research, let's take as an example, even major research brands call on small research companies for specialization, say in agriculture or in entertainment or in media. Maybe they also need to reach out to a focus group recruiting specialist, and that high-end recruiter is incredibly valuable in this world. There's so many other peripheral services that are important to understand. When companies go global, they might need a translator. They might need a bilingual moderator. They may need to outsource finding that focus group facility in Kuala Lumpur. Within the ecosystem of quantitative research, there's a lot to know. Some people will call it the dirtiest little secret in town, but I think we all know that panel companies go to multiple sample providers to fill a quota. 
I like it because it's collaboration. And to me, that's not a dirty little secret. It means that we work together in order to fill a need for an agency or for an end client. But there's a lot of interesting needs within the market research specific to quant. But then we have the blurring of quant and qual. And rare is the market research professional with a total fixation on only one methodology anymore. Everybody wants qual at the scale of quant. They Maybe they need UX or CX-focused approaches, or maybe they need to glean big ideas but still understand the path to purchase of one single customer. Let me further complicate matters by the rise of ResTech within this industry. Market research has not been immune to heavy disruption. From DIY survey platforms to AI-enhancing programs, eye-tracking software, immersive customer experiences... Honestly, I could go on and on, but technology has been stretching the offerings available when brands are curious about their own consumer. Enter AI. <laughs> it gets so much more complicated. Okay, enough said. But we understand the market research landscape, and we understand how companies are connected. We understand how services overlap and what new products are emerging and how collaboration really can win the day. The last thing I want to talk about is that a great marketing agency for market researchers really need to know what's going on in terms of the conversation out in the insights world. Now, we're proud organizers of the annual Insights Marketing Day, and this one-day event is a true marriage of our expertise of marketing into market research. We curate powerful sessions of thought leadership vanguards in sales, marketing, business, and growth strategies to speak to research professionals who are ready to level up their marketing. Now, our industry has no shortage of events. In fact, we put a calendar of events out that you can grab for free, and I'll put that in the show notes. But understanding which ones are right for your business is a superpower. People can overspend on in-person conferences. They can also underspend there. We help people say yes to the right industry events and say no to the ones that are not going to be in alignment with their growth goals. We need to create the right kind of marketing actions around these conferences or industry events if they are going to spend there. We do not want wasted budgets and wasted time. And so we want people to know how to say no and how to say yes. That really takes understanding the industry, understanding your goals, and understanding the ideal client persona and where they are showing up. I'd love to tell you a little bit more about our team and how we are well-suited for market research. In the show notes, there's a link to our page. Please visit littlebirdmarketing.com and we'll tell you about what we can do for you and just have a conversation. Let's see if there's a collaboration in our future. From all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.